Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the fourth edition of Hybrid Matters. Tonight, I've got another guest, another fantastic guest. This is the fourth show, and he will be appearing after this. Good evening, Kelvin. How are you? Good evening, Melvin. I'm absolutely fine, thank you. Well, first of all, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. We've had three fantastic guests and you're adding to it, so that's fantastic. Thanks Listen, for asking uh, me. No problem at all. I, I especially picked my guests and you were on the list, put it that way. Now then, tonight, as you know, we're going to be covering the 68-9 and 69-70 seasons. So, uh, but before we do that, I'm not going to let you off the hook. I've got to ask you a few questions. Right, here we go. Kelvin, question one. Why do you support the Arsenal? And when did you actually first start supporting the Arsenal? Well, this goes back to 1954 when my father took me to Highbury to see an Arsenal-Chelsea match. And... The problem with that is, or was, he was a Chelsea fan. What? He was a Chelsea fan. He wanted to see Chelsea at Highbury when the player asked him, he thought he'd take me. I don't think he realised what he did, did to my life. So, I believe on the way home, I said, Dad, I said, I like Arsenal. And he said, no, you should be a Chelsea fan. Anyway... Being as I only do what I normally do in my life, um, I went back to school and didn't take too much notice of football then, but started to grow on me. And Arsenal was not far away from where we lived in North London. There was a couple of people at the school who were Arsenal fans. And we often used to talk football, but in those days, obviously, there was no television with live football. So it was intermittent. And then I got the bug after, when I was 13 and a half, 14, I began to think, hang on a minute, I want to go to football. So my mother, being a bit overcautious, said, no, you can't go to football. Right, I waited two weeks and I spoke to a friend. I said, look, I need to go to Arsenal, but my mother doesn't want me to go. If I tell her that I'm coming around to you on a Saturday afternoon, can you cover for me if she phones? Yeah, that's okay. So on the afternoon in question, I said, Mum, I'm just going around the corner to see, I think his name was Anthony. I can't remember now. And he said, yeah, okay, fine. I'll see you later on this afternoon or this evening. Yeah, okay, have a nice day. Bye. Bang. I legged it to uh, East Finchley Station, um, got a bus down to Holloway, a bus down to Finsby Park, and walked at speed, probably, to Avenel Road. And as soon as I saw the place again, I was absolutely in awe. Paid my money at the North Bank Turnstile, 
saw the game. I had no idea who we played, whether we won or lost, but I was there. And that was all that mattered for me to start going to football. Got back home eventually. Have a nice afternoon with Anthony. Yeah, lovely. Okay, fine. Finished. Did and you remember to take your bobble hat off, Kelvin? I didn't have a hat on. <laughs> I didn't have it. It was a, it was a very warm summer's day. Oh, I think right. it was probably. I think it was probably early September or late well, August. Was it the so. fifty-four season though? Was it that season or was it a couple of seasons later you started going after your father took you? Well, when I was 14, that was um, 1960. I started going to games properly. I'm trying to think 60, wait a minute, 62. I remember going with a, a neighbour down the road who was a Tottenham fan to see their team in the cup final. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. And they beat, they beat Burnley that day. Um all right. I also remember going with him one night to White Hart Lane to see him play Benfica when Jimmy Greaves played. Great. And that was, you know, I'm Arsenal. You know, this is a game of football. Lovely to see it. I'm enjoying it. Football was beginning to grow strongly on me. And then all I wanted to do was go to Arsenal. I then went to games, stood on the North Bank, stood in the West, underneath the West Stand, and I remember yeah. seeing Georgie Best, uh, Bobby Charlton, Dennis Law coming to Highbury on a match day and obviously beating us. And uh, Frank McClintock was taken to pieces by George Best, unfortunately. And then it all began in earnest. I managed to find, I don't know what, how I got the money, but I got the money to get a season ticket upstairs in the West End. And... I spent a year up there and I then, again, I don't know how I did this or what I did, but I got back to the box office at the end of the season. I said, look, can I switch this to the East End, please? Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure we can find you something. So then they began. So then they said, hang on a minute, we can tell you now. So that was good. So they said, uh, East Stand Upper, yeah, that's fine. I don't know. I, I said, I have no idea where the money came from, but I had it. Um, Lucky, uh, I don't want to say the name of the, the road, Manda knows it, uh, and the seat number she knows. I don't want to say that, but it, I sat in that seat until we went to the Emirates. And Amanda eventually came in when she was old enough to join me in the front. Although Amanda first came in my arms one day, uh, yeah. over the turnstiles, as I say, in my arms, and of course, she was more interested in looking around and hearing all these people shouting and screaming, which, of course, she doesn't do herself now. Um, she's a very good girl, isn't she? So, so that began my world of totally and utterly supporting Arsenal, which I do to this day, and it'll never stop as long as I'm alive. When did you when did you first admit to your mother that you're going to football now? When were you happy, you know, you didn't have to use your friend? And did you go by yourself or was there other friends you went with? Oh, I, I carried I carried on using my friend again. Wow. And my mother my mother never cottoned on. Wow. 
But then my father wanted to take me to Chelsea again. But this time he took me to Stamford Bridge, so I couldn't really say no. And uh, I still didn't let on. I still didn't say anything. This was the old Stamford Bridge that was, you know, obviously not as developed as it is today. So you had a long wait before you saw Arsenal win anything then? If you started the first game you went to was 54, we didn't really win anything till what the, the season we're talking about 68 9. So, long old uh, way, yes, I did. But you know, as you know, and I'm sure anybody else know who's watching or listening, that if you support a club or if you're working at a job, you don't give up after five minutes, oh, no, you stick no. at it, you stick at it. You're there. You support the organisation, which in our case is a football club. Well, it's quite true you say that, because when I first started supporting the Arsenal, I didn't go religiously till... I went 62. They took me to one game. My uncle and my father took me to a game. And I was only about six, seven at the time. And then about a year or so later, I got into it. They took me every week. And we weren't very good, as you will know. We weren't very good at all. We had some good players, but just couldn't do it. We were lacking in the defence. Attack-wise, we had some great attackers, but the defence wasn't that good. Mm. But I loved it. I just loved the whole thing. I loved the Arsenal. I loved Highbury, as we're talking about. I mean, Highbury itself. I mean, yes, we wanted to win, but it wasn't the be-all and end-all. I mean, the most important thing, really, I'm talking about the 60s. I don't know whether you felt the same, Kelvin, but to win the FA Cup was more than to win the league. Um... It was more glamour attached to it. Definitely. But then, of course, the first time we won the league in my lifetime was in 71. Yeah, same here. Yeah, obviously. Same and um, <laughs> as we know, that was the season that, well, re really set the cat among the pigeons because obviously the last game of that season on May the 3rd, the Monday night, and the reason that was the Monday night was because we originally were due to play them in March, which I had four tickets for, which I got from the Tottenham box office. And it was postponed because the FA Cup came first. And the only time they could play it was Monday the 3rd of May. And by then, we were just just a victory away or, or even a draw, a draw away. away. A, new, new a draw, draw away. A draw? draw wouldn't have been enough. Well, going it wouldn't have been. Going back to it. Let's um, the the season we're talking about though, or perhaps before, even before that. Who are your favourite players? A couple of players that really, you know, you adored. And that may not have been the best players in the team, but people you really thought are oh, fantastic. Uh, Eddie Kelly. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um, going back a bit, I might not. This may not be the right time, but John Samuels. But that I think was earlier. Than no, John, that. So we're talking about that time. John Samuels in the, in, is what we're talking about. Yeah, John. John Samuels. Sa John, John Samuels. Yeah, very classy. Yeah. Um, and and then from then on, built the double team of, of Rice and uh, McNabb and uh, Bob Wilson, um, who really put his head where it hurt. And he saved us on a number of occasions, which I remember seeing. He he, he was an excellent goalkeeper, which obviously was the qualification was Scotland, not England. Yeah. Um, other players that come to mind, Geordie Armstrong. Yeah, of course. 
Michael. Who I absolutely loved. Yeah. Flying up and down that wing. And nice I had the stuff. pleasure of, I had the pleasure of meeting him once, which I did. I, I it's a short story. Do you want me to tell you? Yes, please. We're here for that. Right. It was a hot summer's day in August at the beginning of the season. And I said to June, my wife, I said, look, do you mind if I go up to London Colney? There's a reserve team game or it might have been a third team game. I don't know. Now go on, you go. She took Amanda and her brother Darren somewhere or other. And I went up to London Colney. I checked with the club. Yes, you can come and watch it. So I did. So there's me in sandals and in shorts and in a cap. And I get in there and I could see where the kids were, were training, ready for the game. So I went and stood on the touchline, ready to watch. And I was watching them and just to stand there and enjoy it. And suddenly to my right-hand side was this voice. Morning. How are you? And I looked round and it was Geordie Armstrong with his hand outstretched, wanted to shake hands with me. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And we had a little chat for a minute about who was playing. And of course, I don't know now to this day who played and what, what who we played against. But I stood there and watched the game. And at the end of the game, whatever it was, he... He got all the team together and as he walked off, he turned around to me. He gave me a big wave and said, see you, bye. Now, you remember that I was there and I was, well, obviously there were some parents turned up, but he remembered me and that's something I've never forgotten of him. But basically watching him fly up and down that wing when he played for us was an absolute pleasure with his crossing and his occasional shots and his very occasional header. But, um, Lovely, wonderful player. Uh, Raddy, Kennedy, um, names come to mind. Um, Peter Story, you know, all these from the double team. And also, obviously, our lovely Frank, the captain. Yeah. Uh, Peter Simpson, Stan. And these are memories that I, along with yourself, obviously, and thousands of other gooners of our age have that we will never, ever forget. And the, the night that we played at White Hart Lane on the 3rd of May, 71, to, to, to yeah. finish, finish the season, I've never seen so many people in Tottenham High Road. I got a parking space that was incredible because the time I got there was half past four for a half past seven kickoff. And yeah. somebody pulled out. Somebody pulled out in front of me, so I was literally around the corner, and I just stood and took it all in. Went into a cafe, and there was a father in there with his boy, and the boy was crying. So I said, "Why are you crying? What's happened?" He said, "His father said, I'm sorry, we haven't got any tickets. We thought we could get in. We thought we could stand, but they're not letting anybody near the turnstiles, and they're saying they're full up already.' In those days, of course, it was cash at the turnstiles, so." Yeah, you had to queue. That's a queue years ago. Not much. Anyway, yeah. I had this. I had this ticket in my shoe, and then I walked down um, Paxton Road. Yeah, I think that was it. To go to the other, the others around the uh, opposite the main stand, and I stood with a policeman and watched a supporter of one of the clubs going up a drain pipe, 
climbing through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember it to this day. Going up a drain pipe, and he, and he jumped in through a window, and the policeman looked at me and said, well, I'm not going to do anything about that, am I? <laughs> and I had um, three people with me. One was a Tottenham fan. One was not really interested in football, and the other one was, a, was an Arsenal fan. And, of course, when Ray, when Ray Kennedy scored that wonderful header right in front of me, I'm off my feet, not thinking where I am, but I didn't care. We were winning 1-0 with 11, 12 minutes to go, would it be? And then all I saw after that was the Tottenham it was attack. Less that, Robin. It was less than that. Was it? it? About three minutes to go, I reckon. Yeah. I, I can't remember yeah. without checking up. I don't know. But anyway, all I remember is Alan Gill's in going for a ball that Bob Wilson dived on. And I thought he was going to kick his head in. He, he, he just didn't care where he put his boot. I'm not saying he went to, went to hurt him. He did not because he was never that type of player for Tottenham. And... <laughs> it was it was I wouldn't say it was friends after the game, but Bob Wilson has since well said I think about six months later that he spoke to Alan Gilsey and Gilsey and apologized, said look, I was only going for the ball and Bob Wilson says, Yeah, of course I understand. This was a night that you know cemented in my mind where I was going with my non-working life. Well, it, it's and, more than it, it, it's it's really it, it it takes over your life, doesn't it? It's like a religion to a degree. Um, <laughs> it's funny it you should say that. It's funny you should say that. Um, yes, it is my religion. Um, although, yes, it is. It, it's something that it's just grown and grown and grown and grown on me. And it used to be that whenever our fixture list came out, um, and this was before the days of sitting in the park and waiting for the fixtures to come out. Um, I used to say to June, look, don't book anything this weekend. We've got a home match and I had a season ticket and I'm going. And we were asked the weekends away with people. We were asked, um, <laughs> there was a couple of mitzvahs, but I didn't go obviously until the Sunday. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, Arsenal comes first and it still does. And I didn't really care. I know that she's sitting in the other room, so she's still there. She's put up with me. Well, her dad was a football fan as well, so that helped me, although he supported Tottenham. Um, but he was a lovely man, lovely man. And uh, <laughs> I then began to grow and grow and grow into Arsenal. Uh, there were times when we used to go out to the West End of a Saturday night, 1970s, early 71, 23. I had to make a detour past to drive up Avenel Road on the way to the West End. And I, wow. I used to, I, I wouldn't say I saluted, but I gave Blewett a kiss as I went by to the, to the marble steps. I'm surprised, so, Kelvin, you never moved there near, in Avenel Road. Did you ever well, think we about it? Well, yes, you're right, but uh, I don't think June would have liked it. But <laughs> she, she, she cottoned, she cottoned on one day because she said to me, "Do we have to go past the Arsenal ground?" 
I said, oh, yes, it's the quickest way to the West End. <laughs> and <laughs> I did, and I did, and I did. And uh, she knew what it meant to me. She knew how much it meant to me. The, 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 the away games I went to, where I said to her, oh, I'm, I'm out next weekend, next week, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Leicester. I'm going to Anfield. I'm going, Where's Anfield? Good uh, uh, Liverpool. We get, where's Goodison? Uh, uh, Liverpool. Oh, are you going? Oh, is it a game? I said, yeah, we're in the game. You, you, you have a good day shopping. <coughs> Excuse me. And I didn't really have any other thoughts in my mind. We won games, we lost games. I remember driving up to Hillsborough once in the snow with another guy. There was about... 200 people in the ground. It was that bad, the weather. We just went and sat in the front row, right opposite the main stand. And I believe we lost. So it was all that way. I can't remember, but it was a long, long time. It was about 30, possibly 40 years ago. But thank you. I got this. I remember Kelvin. I mean, I used, I've been going to Arsenal, as I say, with my uncle and my father for years and years and years. And I do remember you. You obviously don't remember me. I was a kid, right? But I used to what, see you outside. You always used to stand outside opposite the main entrance. Yes. Always. Always saw you. I think you might. my uncle might have known you, but as I say, I was a kid. Um, so, uh, I, you know, it's quite funny how it goes around in a circle. I got to know Amanda, and then I re obviously I realised who because Amanda I recognised because when she started going, there wasn't a lot of people that went to football. Girls went to football. No, it was very you know because at Highbury, not that I was counting, but there were very few toilets for women. It was men, 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 men about one or two. But so times have changed, and for the better. So that's good. Just I want to, if you if you don't mind, I just want to talk about these. This see if you remember, because I, I had to look all these things up. But the um, sixty eight nine season, going back to that now, mm. that was the season. Now, do you remember we had a guy called David Jenkins played for us? The reserve, Who? David Jenkins. Oh yes, I do remember. And he, what he's famous for is, well, first of all, we, we played Man City who were the league champions, second game of the season. And we beat them 4-1, which was fantastic at Highbury. Great game. What an atmosphere. remember that game vividly, like yesterday. And David Jenkins, who was just a reserve, I think it was his second or third game for us, scored a goal. Then we had a League Cup game against Scunthorpe, and he scored a hat-trick. A couple of weeks later, a friend of mine at school goes, you never get no guess what's going to happen. Arsenal are going to get Jimmy Robertson, and we're going to get, because he was a Spurs supporter, get David Jenkins. Said, yes, silly. they're not going to do that. Spurs are not that silly. I told my uncle when I got home, he used to live with us, my father, they laughed at me. They said, what are you talking about? You're talking rubbish. A few days later, it happened. The actual deal, I, I, I don't know if you remember the deal. I couldn't believe it happened. He was a Scottish international, Jimmy Robertson. Yes, I remember him flying up and down the wing at Highbury. Oh, he was terrific. He was a and very I don't good remember. Football. I don't remember David Jenkins doing too much at Tottenham. He didn't do anything at Tottenham. That's the point. You're right. He absolutely... He, I don't think he finished the season with him. He wasn't in the team after about a few months. No way. Um, and also that year, the 68-9 season, that's when they made Don Howe the assistant manager. 
Yes. I don't recall that, but I read that. I don't recall that. I know they, it was about that time. I wasn't sure what season it was. Now then, this is a game you might remember. I, as I say, sir, I don't remember what I did yesterday, but I remember these games. We played at home to Leeds. We got beat 2-1. Leeds were a great team. Didn't have a great reputation, and rightly so. But they beat us 2-1. And I tell you what, do you remember what happened that game? That was nothing to do with that's football. That's not that's not um, Gary Sprake and Bobby Gould having the love in. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I saw I, the punch. He smashed. I'll just tell people the people that don't know what happened. Gary Sprake went up for a ball. Bobby Gould liked barging goalkeepers, didn't he? That was his little yes. trick. As they came down, he cleared the ball, Sprake, and he threw a punch at Bobby Gould. Bob Gould went down like a sack of potatoes. And when the ref came over, because there was a bit of commotion, Sprake was on the deck holding his knee and the trainer had come on pretending he'd got injured and nothing was done. But I remember that. You remember it as well. What a game. I, 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 I saw him throw the punch, but I've since learned that when they came down from the challenge, that uh, Goldie left a boot on his leg. Oh, did he? And there, there had been some bad blood between them. Not necessarily this game, perhaps a previous game yes, that yes. that Sprake hadn't uh, had not forgotten. I did see the punch, and I don't remember. I do remember that he didn't get sent off. I think he no, was shown he, a yet. He was shown a yellow. I don't know if they had cards then. I'm not sure if he was shown a yellow. I'm not sure. Well, I th I th well, he got he away with it anyway, Kelvin. Did yes, he got away with it? Yeah, yes, he did. That was God. That's, I tell you, I've got, I've got a tester for you. Something, and all these things, I don't remember. I'm not, I'm cheating, all right? I looked it up, all right? So I don't expect you to know, because I wouldn't have known. But you would know if you looked it up, right? What do you think it would cost to watch that game, the Leeds game, for example? Lower tier seating. What do you reckon it would cost? What, in those days? Yeah. Well, where would you be? Sitting or standing? Sitting, lower tier sitting. Sitting East where? East lower sitting. E lower oh. Ten bob? Bang on. <laughs> Bang on, yeah. 50p, which was 10 bob, as you say. It was yeah. actually 10 bob. That's amazing. Yeah, 10 bob. Yeah. Well, obviously, we're looking at 100 years ago, so things are a bit different today. Yeah, but they, I think football tickets have gone up over with, uh, more than inflation, haven't they, in all fairness? Unfortunately, for, for people like yourself and Amanda and other people who, who go to football generally, it, it, it's not a, a sensible situation, but that's how the world is today. But we're not talking about the world today. We're talking about the world as it was in our football parlance. Yeah. And Amanda, as I say, used to come with me on my shoulder and then when she was old enough, I got her a ticket. I had to buy one eventually when she started growing. And then we got to the point where it was, Dad, can I get a season ticket? So I managed to get a one in the front, a row in front of me, about 10 seats to the right. And then we had that infamous game at Old Trafford. There's a few um, of those. Which one you're talking about? Which one you're talking about? When at the punch up? Oh yeah, that's when we lost our three points or two, two three points. points. Two points. Was it two in those days or three? 
I think we were three points, but they took two points away from us, I think. Though we won no, the game. It, anyway, whatever it was, the next game, I think we were home to West Brom. And we get there, obviously you knew where we stood, and then Amanda said, Dad, I'm going in. And she was not happy. So as she gets to the turnstile, going up towards um, the clock end, which is where we were in 10, there was a camera crew behind her. So she just turned around and yelled out, give us our two points back. <laughs> and a lot of, still, yes, she did. And a lot of people have seen that over the years. <laughs> she, she's, um, she doesn't hang about coming forward when it comes to Arsenal. I have no idea where she gets that from. No, I not really, at all. Not at all. I, I really couldn't comment. No, no, not at all, not at all no. <laughs> but uh, that, that season, that was not about. We think we came fourth in the league that year. John Radford was our top goal scorer with 19 goals, 15 in the league. Yes. So things were looking quite good. But the funny thing was, the next season, 69-70... We, we came we came 12th in the league. We were looking like we're dropping off again. But of course, it was a special year, wasn't it? 69-70. It was with the, uh, the, the Fairs Cup. Oh, my God. What, what, um, I Tell us about that. Talk us even, through it. Even, I'll come, to, I'll come to the second bit, but the first bit was that the, the away game was not on television. No, it that's was, true. No, I remember, it, yeah. So, you know, I'm glued to a radio somewhere in my home. Um, obviously not very happy, 1-0, 2-0, And then, bless him, Ray Kennedy, Ray Kennedy gave us the lifeline we needed because away goals then did count double. That's right. And, of course, it was two weeks or a week later back at Highbury for the second league and final league of the competition. Well, it was a cold night in April. No snow, just cold night. And I seem to remember the goal scorers were Eddie Kelly, Charlie George. Was that the final you're talking about? Yeah, that, that was the second league, which was the final of it. No, you know, it, it was no, only no. played. It wasn't Eddie played Kelly in a new. Eddie Kelly scored Sorry? the first. Long, Eddie Kelly scored the first kill in a long range shot. John Radford got the second with a header. Right. From a Bob McNabb uh, cross. And the third one is your one of your favourites, John Samuels, with a fabulous shot. Oh, yes. Of course, we erupted because by now we're winning. Yeah, exactly. It, well, a, yeah, it, yeah. Was a, it was a total eruption. Everybody around us, because we hadn't seen this before, winning a European competition. We're well, talking about um, winning anything. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the last time Arsenal won anything was 52, was it? 52 three, 50. I think, on the league, yeah. Yes, that's right, yes. I I remember that night as absolutely magnificent. The way those boys came back, the way they fought to win that game with the start that was made by Ray Kennedy over in uh, Anderlecht gave us the impetus to go for it, and we went for it. Uh, and... Then, seventh to sixty-nine, seventy led to seventy, seventy-one, which we all know what happened there. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that another time. That one, that was, that was. Uh, you can spend hours on that one. That was amazing, wasn't it? 
That um, was something special. And yeah, as well, I said, we won the, the double the following season, 70-71, but the 69-70, we, we were a better team. There's no, But we just couldn't do it in the league for some reason. It never... Uh, we, we never... For some reason, we just couldn't do it. Right, I've got some things to show you here, show people here. Yeah. Go on. This is... This is I'll show you this one first, Kelvin. No, that's, that's not the one I'm looking for. That's the one I'm looking for. Get there in the end. Now, that is a very young Charlie George on the top. That's his first game for Arsenal in the first team. We played, I don't know if you remember, we played Swindon pre-season. They just beaten us in the League Cup the year before. Oh, don't remind me of that. Sorry. Played <laughs> pl played on a, a, a chewed up pitch by the Horse of the Year show. Yeah, yeah, I, I was there. I was there. Yeah, Horrible. so was I. And then I had to go out and have dinner with a Tottenham fan in Piccadilly afterwards. Oh, you're joking. I thought oh, you might no, have cancelled it. You thought you might have cancelled it. Yeah, that's the programme. Do you remember those programmes, how they were then? Yes, I, 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 at one time I had stacks and stacks and stacks of programmes, which I don't have anymore. But yes, of course I remember that. Yeah, that was like four or five different games that was from that season. And now this is what they used to do in the programme, just for everyone that doesn't know. They used to do an Arsenal crossword before the game because there was no internet. There wasn't... There wasn't there's a little. There wasn't even any music, I don't think, apart from the band before. Oh, the band! You you used to hope that the uh, commit the uh, the band lead, the commissioner, no commander, he used yeah. to um, toss his cabra up in the air and we'll hope that he dropped it, which he did <laughs> yeah. once, only once, but he did. He did, yeah. It's like we scored a goal when he did that. The crowd went mad. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes. And and then the half-time scores being put up on the little boards around the uh, oh, on both yeah. corners. Yeah, with all the one letter by a um, every letter is by uh, in the programs all different letters with the names of the uh, other games. Yes, and you have, I remember. I remember that. These scores in fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yes. yeah what we got yes. here. This is the game that Sprague knocked out. Um, knocked out Bobby Gold. That's some great. I don't know if you can see that because yeah, I can. Sport. I can see it. I, re I remember. I remember that team, and obviously you can't forget the Leeds team because that was a that team was that was causing that caused havoc everywhere it went with their tackles. But, but don't but, you think, Kelvin, they should have won more Leeds with the team they had? They didn't win a lot, did they? I, I often I often wonder at those days why they didn't win more because the creativeness was there from Johnny Giles. Mick Jones was a hell of a centre forward. Maidley was a very versatile defender. Norman yes, Hunter well, was, brilliant. that speaks for himself. Jack Charlton was so tall and so lanky. He beat us 1-0 in the League Cup of 68, I think. Yeah. And Billy Bremner, wow. And Sprake, we've already discussed. Um, and um, Eddie Gray, that's some winger. Yeah. But, of course, it's not really for us to talk about them. It's Chelsea. To exactly. Talk about. Yeah. We'll move we on. Won't we will move talk. on. This is the Man City game I was talking about when we beat the league champions of just a few months before, 4-1, evening game. I remember I I, I, had to, I, met, I went to school, met my uncle in the in his factory. We met him, and then he went round, and, and he took me from his factory to Highbury. We watched the game, and it was oh, a lovely summer's evening, being a Tuesday like in August, and we beat the champions 4-1. What's going on? What is going on? We thought that was fantastic. 
Yeah. Now this was this is it. This is funny. You won't be able to read this. It's small, but I'll tell you what it said. This is the new seating arrangements in the Lower East. They're making more seats, and you know what it says? It's taking the seating capacity up to seventeen and a half thousand. It says, how can that be? It's ridiculous. There's hardly any. A lot of standing, wasn't there, years ago? Yes. You don't realise how many how much standing there was. Yeah, but then they did the same opposite. Yeah, they did. After a while, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I did for some games sit in the lower east when, until I had the season ticket. Didn't like it because the seats weren't banked enough. And also, they weren't. They, they were just. They were just made of wood, weren't they? But the ones upstairs, they had a bit, little bit of padding on, didn't they? Upper. Luxury. That's luxury compared to downstairs. Sheer luxury. Sheer luxury. Yeah. Now this probably. Well, well, this is the Arsenal we're talking about. It is the Arsenal, not Arsenal. It's the Arsenal. We know that the Arsenal. This is the this program I picked out because I don't remember it, but I went through some collection I've got, and this this popped up. It's a, a jubilee one because that that is. I thought, what's it a jubilee? I had to read in to see what it's a jubilee about. But that I've got it here. I think it is the um, fifty years being in the top division. Yeah, I got it here. It says fifty years what? souvenir edition. Was that? What year was that? 88? 68, 9. Oh, 68, not 88. No, 68, um, no, we're doing, yeah, 68, 9. And uh, 50 years in the top division. They're well, going I, through I was, old, 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 old players. Oh, dear. Well, I was obviously there for that game because I didn't miss a home game. I didn't Same miss here. I must have been there, but I don't remember it being that. I don't remember that. Let's, let's no, I, I like the price of a shilling. Shame it's not like that today. That's... that's to the uh, the people that don't know, that's five p, isn't it, Kelvin? Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That's that's that's. Have your famous peas, please. Yes, this Did is you... the um, this one here is the, the semi final that we spoke about. One nil, John Radford at home. That was a great game, great semi final, two legged. Oh, what what Tottenham? Yeah, great two legged semi final. We just about they were at the time they were the stronger team. In all fairness, never the stronger club, but the stronger team. Yes, yeah, um, with some fantastic fighting spirit in the club and the team. And when we got through, that was really, really good. Uh, what else we got here? Let's just say. Now, this is a thing they used to do. Tell people that Arsenal used to do, which you would never get nowadays. Travel. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I do remember that, and on, on one or two occasions I took notice of it, but always having an old AA book in the car, I used to keep a note of that and also use the AA book more than that at most times. But also it gives you trains, how to get there by train as well. That's fantastic. Well, we went by train. <laughs> Amanda would remember this. We went by train, as you probably did, up. To Old Trafford for that Arsenal Spurs Cup replay. Do you remember they made us go up there? So we had to yeah. go by train via Doncaster, which was wonderful, sitting in the sidings there, and then to Manchester, and then we got another local train to the ground. We won that one nil with a goal from Vieira. Going got a bit more modern, I know, um, and, and I was sitting ground level. And it was horrible because all I could see was their legs. <laughs> and then, of course, coming back, you went back into the sidings at Doncaster again. So that was great. 
Um, I mean, we're not, we're not, as football fans, we're not treated very well, are we? In all fairness, how can you have it in Manchester with two London clubs? I mean, well, that's the FA. Yeah. They just they weren't the, bothered. They've got the right letters, haven't they, Kelvin? Un unbelievable. It, yeah. I, I don't think it's any better today, but of course, not travelling, I don't know. But I do feel for Arsenal fans who really put themselves out. I know one or two people who do this and good on them for doing it because they support our club through thick and thin. Yeah. Now, this is also another thing with a programme. There's another thing they used to have. This is the Gunner Shop. <laughs> Jack Kelsey used to be in there, the ex-goalkeeper. And it's got all oh, the price list. Yes. I, I went and spoke to him one day. Um, I, I was driving past here in the week. And in those days, you park anywhere in the street down Avenel Road. Through, there was yeah. no restriction. So I went into the shop and he was there. And he was so friendly, so nice. He was happy. I think I stood talking to him for about 45 minutes about the team, about games. Mm. And unfortunately, his career was ended by Vava, was it, or Didi? Well, Brazilian. It was one of the Brazilians, wasn't it? Vava, was, was it? Was it the World uh, no. Cup? No, I, I, it may have been, may have been. It was. Either, I don't yeah. know if it was DD or Vava. You played Vava the Wales in the World Cup, and Brazil, so, I think, won it that year. Yes, yes. Well, they won it most years, but yes. Yeah, he, yeah. He was a lovely man, lovely, but treat. Oh, he told me how much money he earned a week, and he said to me, I'm, "This is what I earn." And I thought, "Why is he telling me?" And then when he told me how much, I thought, "That's why he's telling me." It was appalling. Yeah, it was absolutely shocking what they paid him. Well, I mean, it used to be the, the footballers years ago had no power at all. I think the clubs used to hold their registration, didn't they, years ago? So they couldn't actually, yes. if they wanted to leave, they could not leave unless that club gave them 100%, uh, you know, so you, you can go. They didn't give them permission, 100%, that would be it. You'd, you'd, you'd sit in the reserves or you couldn't play for any other team. But so when, they want, when they wanted to get rid of you, it didn't care what you thought, the player. They moved you on. And as one particular, one particular player has told me since that, um, I suppose I can mention his name. It was the lovely Frank McClintock. Oh, fantastic. Um, he had, he'd, he'd gone to QPR and I was driving past QPR's training ground in... Um, West London, I've forgotten where it was, Perryville, I think. And I saw these hoops and I thought, that's QPR. So I stopped the car, walked onto the grass, and they were all coming off. They'd just finished. And he was walking towards me, absolutely covered in, in mud and sweat. So I said, excuse me, um, do you mind if I have a chat? And he said, no, how can I help you? And he, I said to him, where I and all my family and other people were so, so disappointed you left us at Arsenal. And he said, he looked at me and he said, you don't have to tell me how upset you were. I was 10 times more upset than you were. And he started to tell me what happened. And I'll keep that between him and myself. But let's cool. just say cool. he was not happy. He was very, very disappointed. But it was so lovely of him to stop and talk to me. I could have been a QPR fan. I could have been an idiot. But 
I, I'm not like that, never have been. And he was a pleasure to talk to, a lovely man. Do you remember who they bought to replace him? It wasn't John Roberts, was it? No, no, John Roberts played with him actually. He was more John Roberts, more was a they bought Jeff Blockley. Do you remember that name? Oh dear. Thank um, you. I thought you might remember that. <laughs> oh dear. I remember the semi-final at Hillsborough. Um a yeah. nineteen seventy what was it? One two or something one two season, wasn't it? Seventy two we were back at Wembley. Seventy three it was because we didn't get to Wembley in seventy three. Sunderland Peters, didn't they? Sunderland. Yes, and he made a bad mistake. Which players do? It's you know, he's not just immune to it. He, he other players make mistakes then and they do today, as we all know. And but it was no replacement for Frank, was he? Let's face it. No. With due respect. I think no, he was no. probably. I think he was probably bought for the price. But he was up and coming. He was the under twenty three or under twenty, whatever it was, England international. He was the captain as well, and uh, he was rated at the time. But obviously, it just didn't work out. Uh, who did he play? Who did he play for? Where we bought him from? Coventry, I think it was. But you see, he's come from Coventry in the. Were they second division at the time? Yeah, I think they were. I think you're right. Yeah, they weren't in the top so division. And he came to us in the first division. And it was like there is yeah. today with the Premier League, there's a huge gulf. And he and also he, coming to London, he's coming to a team which is a year or two ago had won the league or double, sorry. So, you know, it was a step up for him. Do you remember what that is in a program? Is that the player's numbers behind there? And you had to no. click on which... No, you had you had to open one. No, it's what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's the um, coupons. You know when you go to a cup final, every programme you can cut up a coupon. Oh, you can... yes. <laughs> you stick it on there, didn't you? Do you remember? Get, is it flour and water or paste or something you used to make up? And Some, stick it something on. like that. Yeah, well... I think with the season ticket, we had some sort of preference because... That's right. Yes, at the I back, there was a, a, a coupon at the back you could tear out. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember queuing for the 79 Cup final with uh, Terry Neal and Don Howe and uh, the Liam Brady Cup final and Graham Ricks and um, Ricey and Jennings. I, I, I remember that. Uh, yes, I do remember those now you mention it. But this the thing the, that it got sorry. also that the, the kickoff times were rigid in those days at three o'clock or of an evening, 7.30. Correct. And the advent of television changed all that. Well, do you remember if we played, I've probably said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, if we played on a Saturday first game of the season at home, you knew, Kelvin, the next season you're going to play your first game away from home. Yes, and if yes, you played we your first game on the Saturday at home, you knew that on the Tuesday night, the next you'll be away. And that you might was have everything. And you might have two games away from home after the first game at yeah, home. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, they might double you up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's possible as well. So that was that. And just to show one more program, that's the final, the famous final on the left. What a night, as you said, Kelvin. What a night, eh? I said to you late April. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew it was then. Oh, but you've I got good eyesight. I can't see that. 28th of April, 
Tuesday, twenty twenty eighth of April, again seven thirty. Can you imagine if that was today? There'd be camera crews all over this. Kick off about eight o'clock, and they'd be on there till eleven, half past ten, eleven. Yeah, ten, ten, yeah, that's right. With all the adverts and everything, they'd be going on a long time. And we yeah. saw the highlights on the news. That's right. That's right. So, well, when I growing up, when Arsenal, um, when Arsenal were playing away, as you well know, you didn't have any, a clue of how Arsenal were going. Really, it wasn't on the television. So what what we used to do, we used to phone up the uh, if Arsenal were playing in the reserves, and we didn't go. We'd phone up Highbury and say, how are we doing? And they would tell us, think, ring them every 10 or 15, 20 minutes or whatever. And they'd say, oh, we're winning one nil or this, that and the other. If it was a midweek game, I don't know if you did it, but we rang up the evening news and asked for the sports desk and asked how we're doing. Because I know I, you remember, I didn't, we didn't know. We never knew what was going on, did we? No, I knew once or twice, but then on a night game, it was impossible. But on a Saturday, it was David Coleman Grandstand and teletext. But teletext normally was really at the end. You had to bite your nails till the end of the game. Yeah, but he You'd didn't give you... Sc- he was normally... He was talking about horse racing or skiing yeah. or table wrestling, tennis. Was wrestling on, wasn't there? Do you remember the wrestling? Oh, hang on. I've just... Yeah, I've just had a score in that uh, Arsenal were winning 1-0 at, at yeah. Bolton, whatever it may be. But he didn't give you a rundown of everything. He might... No. Nope. You may be an afternoon girl when you're sitting there and he doesn't say anything about Arsenal. I, I remember, and thankfully that's changed for the for the good of supporters like us. But yes, in those days, it was just in its infancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, basically it was so it was like chalk and cheese to what we've got now. <laughs> chalk and cheese. Fifty years ago. God, don't. I'm only forty-eight. How can that be? Anyway, <laughs> for me, I'm well. I'm well past that. All right, that's not my real age, all right? That's the clue. No. I've been going to Arsenal 60 years myself, actually. Yeah. 60 years, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I mean, some of those games, I remember, and it was all those years ago. It's really, really strange. Yeah, I want to say, I've got some info for you here. Hold on. This, this is quite funny. What do you reckon a gallon of petrol cost in 69, the, the season we covered? Two and sixpence. Seven and a half p. <laughs> and that Seven is. Do you smoke? Did you ever smoke? No, no. Right, normally. So you may not know this. Then what twenty cigarettes would have cost? No idea. It cost five shillings. What's that? Twenty five p. Yeah. Right. A pint on, of beer. Just a, uh... So you're saying a gallon of petrol was how much? A shilling? Seven point, no, one and a half shillings. Right, one, right. So, yeah, one, one, uh, 7.5p in today's money. Right, okay. We all wish now. A pint of beer would cost you, trying to work it out, I think 13p. I bet, the people who, I bet the people who go to Arsenal today wish it was that, not seven pounds and something. Whatever it is, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what is quite funny. A 20, well, a, a tele, black and white television from Curry's cost 80 pounds. That is a fortune. 
right? Because if you didn't work out for me, I didn't work it out, but if you put that with inflation in today's prices, it works out a thousand pounds. But televisions <laughs> today can cost between two and five hundred quid. You get a marvelous television because they they produce so cheaply in in the east in the Ori True. Orient. Yeah, and mass mass production, as you say, as well. Uh, That's what it is. Yes. Right. Oh, what else we got here? What we got here? And I don't drink coffee, but coffee come to a, a jar of coffee would come to twenty p jar of coffee. But we are talking when people didn't earn hardly anything. It was. Well, football was football was a working man's game when I first started. You had you had thousands upon thousands turning up, queuing at the North Bank and the East and the um, the South Bank with their winter coats on and their lovely cloth caps to keep them nice and warm. And you know, there was never any problems. It was all good-natured support of your club. Yeah. Well, also, you didn't know if you were going to get in for certain games. When we played Man United in the 68-9 season that we just spoke about, and I think the crowd was 62,000. Yeah. How can, you know, you've got to get, unless you had a ticket to sit, because you could only get tickets to sit, I think, then. The standing, you had to go through the turnstile. Well, I I used to get there very early for games like that. Yeah, I, I was I was probably there about half past twelve, quarter to Kelvin, one. You've got to excuse me. Something's just gone wrong with that. Stay there. My something just my socket. My um, stay for one minute. Sorry. For everybody who's watching, I hope you enjoy it. That's all right. My, my, my lead has come out of my uh, battery for the uh, laptop. Right, yes. I mean, 62,000. I mean, God. Dear. And yeah, we played Spurs that season, and it was only 44,000. You think was that Spurs would be as much? Was that it? a long, normal league game? That normal league game, yep, yep. In the cup game, I think it was over 50, the, the cup game. Well, our biggest attendances were United. Yes, they, yeah, they were. They were always those. We were always, I suppose, always our rivals. But for some reason, United were the team. Yeah, I mean, because I people want people. My father, you talk about the Munich air crash because he he went to the Arsenal game just before they crashed. It was their last yeah. game. I wasn't there then. I know it was five four to United, wasn't That's it? it? Yeah, yeah. And um, there was something magical about United. There was something. When you think that after, when you think a few years later, they had. As I said before, George Best, Bobby Charlton, Dennis Law, Dennis Violet. Paddy Paddy Creran, he weren't too yes. shabby, was he? Yes. Duncan Edwards, who unfortunately didn't make it. No, no. They well, they I never obviously didn't see him play, but my father saw him a couple of times and he was out of this. And they had Harry Gregg in goal, who did survive the crash. Yeah. I don't know if he played after that. Goalkeeper, wasn't he? I don't think he I don't think a, I th I th don't think he did. I th I he think went he, on the staff, he, didn't yeah. he? He became a trainer, didn't he? I think he did. I think yeah. he did. Um, now then, going back to this, I mean, we do cover different... I do cover try and cover a couple of seasons every uh, every show. Now, 69, you know what happened then? This will make us feel old. First man on the moon, 69. Neil Armstrong. Yes, Neil Armstrong, yeah. What else is going on here? I made a list. You know what show came out? Monty first came out. Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a, it's a bit of tragedy. Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, he was found. He dr- did he dr- did he drown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a pool, in a pool, a swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, and these are the films, right? They came out round about this time. I think I know all of them. Funny Girl, Barbara Streisand. Very good. Yeah. This is a classic. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> also good. Midnight Cowboy. Oh, yes. John Voight. Yeah. Yeah, John Voight. He's still going. Terrific actor. Chitty Chitty Pain Bang. <laughs> uh, and also, this is a good film. I've seen this so many times. I might turn on the telly one night, Kelvin. I'm about to go to bed and I see two minutes of this film. I think, I'll just watch another five minutes. I finished watching all of it. Is um, Where Eagles Dare. The what? Where Eagles Dare. Oh, I think I've seen that 10 times. That's what I'm saying. You can't not. You, if it's on for two minutes, you've got to watch it. You say to yourself, I'll have a cup of tea. I'll watch five minutes of it. And then, all right, I'll watch a bit more. I'll watch a bit. I can't stop now. Oh, and then you well, finish it, watching it. a great film. Yeah, I believe it was a true story. Probably. Yeah, based on one. And, and the yes. groups, groups were around then who just come to the front. was um, Bob Dylan, Fleetwood Mac, Marvin Gaye, Jimi Hendrix, Cream, God, they're amazing. And also, well, that, that that that's connected with our our times very early on at Highbury, which uh, is stuck in your mind, stuck in my mind, which is a wonderful things to be have stuck in your mind. And I, I, there's so much I could I could say about things over the last 50 years for me and Arsenal that are not really relevant to tonight, but... Perhaps at a later date, we get you back on. I'd be happy to come back on. If you're happy to, more than happy. Because, uh, yes, I mean, as I say, we, we there's, a, there's a leeway, obviously. You, but, but obviously, you've gone through, like I have, the years of Arsenal. But I will say one thing, and then if you will agree, you might be totally different to me. I've watched Arsenal for a long time and I've seen some fantastic teams. I've seen double teams. I've seen invincible teams. I've seen football that I'd never thought I'd be able to see. And yet, for me, this era, the 60s and very early 70s, is my favourite. I don't know why it's because of nostalgia, the things were different. I mean, everything seemed better. Even the football shirt, the colour of the red shirt is different now to when it was years ago. And I think 68-9 was the season. We started wearing the away kit of yellow and blue, which I loved. Absolute classic kit. uh, The club club won't do what you and me and Amanda and every other supporter wants to bring back because they get more money out of new outfits. Of course, of course. But wasn't that a great kit, the yellow and blue? Wonderful. Well, I seem to remember we won a, a little game somewhere at Anfield on the 26th of May, 1989, wearing that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody if anybody knows that story. That uh, was a day that I and Amanda have inbred on our hearts. <laughs> Do you want me to relate it or not? Go on, yes, please, yes, please. For people well, I got three tickets through Tony Adams because I worked in an office where somebody knew him very well. Phoned him up one day and said, "Look, he's coming in tomorrow to see me. Don't you dare react to him walking through the door." So of course I didn't. I just sat and froze when he came in. Afternoon. I said, hello. Afternoon. That was it. 
Next morning, he calls me into his office and he says, oh, this is for you. Three tickets, completely free. And another friend really? of us, are you, another friend of us used to uh, come with us to football. He got three from 3-0 Foley because he knew him south of the water. So anyway, cut a long story short, I arranged it all. I said, look, you will come over to my house in Clay Hall. Be there for nine o'clock. We'll, June will make breakfast, which she did. She made about 50 rounds of toast, fruit juice, uh, marmalade, tea, tea for six. And um, we left. It was all in the garden, by the way, because it was a lovely, warm, sunny day down here. We left home at 10 o'clock, uh, which I don't think everybody was in that party agreed with. Uh, you might know who, who that is. And we drove up. We got caught on the M6 in a traffic holdup, but no worries. In the plenty of time, we stopped at a service station near Liverpool. Uh, no names mentioned, but I had the worst food I have ever eaten when I haven't been at home in my life. We left there at five o'clock. We drove the short distance to Anfield. We parked in Stanley Park and walked to the front of the stadium at Anfield. We were approached by um, London Tonight, as it was probably called in those days. Do you want to come on the programme? You're obviously Arsenal fans. Yeah, 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 we'll go on the pitch. Well, that didn't happen because the groundsman wouldn't let it happen. We were interviewed in front of there, live on uh, London Tonight. Tom Watt was with us and uh, they brought him in to stand with us and do most of the talking. Uh, Amanda's brother, Darren, was asked him what he thought. He said, blinding. He didn't know what else to say. And uh, my wife had, um, June had someone come running down the road and said, oh, quick, put ITV on. Kelvin's on it. Right. So, of course, she puts it on and records it on the spot, on, on the video that was set for the game, which I did before I left home. The rest, as we say, is history, except with two minutes to go, it was 1-0. Amanda said, Dad, let's go. Let's miss the traffic. I said, Amanda, we're not going anywhere. There's still time for us to win this game. Nobody, we weren't sitting together. It was me and Amanda and uh, Darren, my son, with somebody else over there and one other or somewhere else, all behind the goal, obviously. So we, I stayed there. And the rest is history. Amanda broke a chair. Someone turned around and kissed her. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I must tell you this. On the way out, um, at the back of the stand, there was a row of police men and a woman policeman all holding these big sticks in Liverpool that they do in case there was any problems. Well, we all went out singing and dancing and shouting. And the policewoman was standing on the very near to the steps I was going up. And she was gorgeous. So I went up to her. I said, do you mind if I kiss you? So she said to me, I'm very happy for you to kiss me. I'm an Evertonian. <laughs> I'm so brilliant. <laughs> that's 100% true. Um, we got in the car. We had no problems with any supporters of Liverpool. Oh, I must tell you this as well. As we out the back of the stand walking towards Stanley Park, um, there's this Liverpool supporter who's got a bottle in his hand walking towards us. So I got on the side of the kids to make sure if any trouble, he'd go for me. Yeah. You know what he did? He held no. his hand out and he said, well done, pal. And that was wonderful to hear him say that. 
It really was. We then that got in the cup. Because had That's they, true. it made no, that, that game, Kelvin, made no, had it made no difference to Liverpool, it was just an ordinary league game. We played league games at the end of the season where we had nothing to win, nothing to lose, but the team we were playing, it was very important yeah. for them. We saw them win and we could say, put our hand out, well done, if they'd won and won the league, if you like. But to lose it to Arsenal, when they're big odds on to win Liverpool or not lose, that shows that is very good what that guy did. It takes a man to do that. I'm not too sure I could have done it. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't have thrown, I would have put my head down and walked down being sad. And to do that is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It was, a, it was a phenomenal way to end the season. But unfortunately, because it was only ITV and Scar wasn't around then, it didn't stay with him for the next three hours. There's yes, no true. coverage. There, there was no coverage. Well, we're going to the yes. news now. Uh, oh, big deal. On the what we we, <laughs> we stopped at Sam Batch um, services to have something to eat. And as we got there, I could see a line of gooners doing a conga. <laughs> round, round the petrol pumps. Yep. We then went into the cafe. We all sat down and sitting next to me was this young guy and he's what I thought was a girlfriend. It turned out it was his sister. And his father was George Graham. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. And he, he was a lovely, lovely young man at the time and his sister was lovely too. Wow. We drove home down the M1. My nephew was driving the other car, the scarf hanging out the car at three o'clock in the morning. He got breathalyzed because the police saw the scarf. And, of course, he didn't have a drink and he had a Coke or coffee or something during the day. That was that. The, the coach passed us and all we could see was bottles of champagne on the windows and we were hanging out the window shouting and cheering at them in the middle of the night. We got home... At about quarter to four, and of course we get out of the car and they're talking. I went, shh. Well, I'm making more noise than they are. <laughs> we all piled into my lounge. I put the video on, rewound it from the end, and got the winning goal. And it was wonderful. And June came down uh, four o'clock in the morning to say hello and well done. You know, <laughs> she she was waiting for us to come in. Um. And then we ended up in Hackney Town Hall two days later. I mean, you, 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 there can't be too many people. There was a few, and I could have done it, but I didn't. I went to the Spurs game in 71, which was phenomenal. I didn't go to the Liverpool game, but you went to both. I mean, wow, those two nights must have, well, they were fantastic to be there. I, that's amazing. And the game was obviously, it was moved. It shouldn't have been on a Friday night, that game. It was moved, wasn't yeah. it? It was it, it was it was done for ITV, not for Arsenal or for Liverpool. That's Who cares true, about yeah. you? Who cares about you? We want the, and in fact we were lucky that they only that they gave us anything after the game because they they wanted to put the news on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that changed football though. That that they reckon. I know we're not talking about that year, but we will do. Uh, that changed football because they realised. Hold on a minute. The viewing figures were enormous for a Friday night for a football game. And they thought we might have something here. And that's when the whole thing in the mind came from Sky. Hold on, let's let's look at this from another angle. Can we do something with this? And that's where it, where it left us. So, uh, God, dear, amazing, absolutely amazing. But it was. I mean, did you going back to what I said before? If you had an era of Arsenal, was it the sixties and seventies, or, or or 
were you happier when we had when Wenger came? Uh, you know, you've got to was... say, you've got to say that from '97 to 2006 was incredible, amazing. The brilliant football we played, the wonderful, wonderful players who Wenger brought in. And on the spur of the moment, he bought Freddie, having watched him the night before, playing for Sweden against, I think it was England. And he just phoned up the next day, made a bid and bought him. Now, Freddie, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we all love Freddie. Um, and the rest of them, Thierry and Dennis and uh, even Sylvain Wiltord, who scored the winner at Old Trafford. We know what went at Old Trafford the following season or the 49th game when things went wrong and the referee wasn't bothered. And we know the referee was that day, don't we? Yeah, um, we do. We do. Yeah. It was... Uh, these are days in my life that I will never, ever forget. But yes, the area when Wenger started in the club through to 2006 in Paris when the referee made the wrong decision in sending off Jens, should have given a penalty and given him a yellow card. He since admitted he was wrong. Oh, very good. Big deal. That helps us, doesn't it? Like it always does. They always make, um, sometimes the referees always make apologies after the event. I don't want apologies. I want you to get it right. It's for the first time, you're, you're paid to do that, especially in the biggest game in football, next to the World Cup final. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Absolutely. But no, I mean, though you... Listen, I love that, the Henri's and the Vieiras. I, I mean, I've never seen Arsenal have so many world-class players, and world-class is something that is used over the top, in my opinion. But I've never seen Arsenal have so many world-class players on the same side for so long. Privilege. That was an absolute privilege. But my favourite era is this era. It's because perhaps I was growing up, I was in my teens this year. I was coming from like the eight to nine, going through to my teens and the players. And you could get, you saw the players close. Where we stood outside Highbury, the players used to come out and chat to everybody. Yes. It yes. was so different then. It was, they, I mean, I hate, I absolutely hate when you see players, and I'm not mentioning any clubs, they're all the same probably. They get off the coach, they've got the headphones on, They've got their glasses on. They've got their hat over their face as well. Head down and walking straight in. That I cannot stand that. All you've got that, to do is look up and smile at a kid, and that kid will remember that. A smile, a smile is the least. Even the manager wouldn't mind that. Um, talking yeah. about coach, um, I had an instance where things went badly wrong on a journey to Leicester. I bought a car, and I was going up the M1 with a friend of mine to see Arsenal play at Filbert Street. And there was smoke coming out the bonnet. So we stopped. We managed to get to a phone and a uh, breakdown came out and said, your big ends are gone. We'll have to tow you to the garage and give you a new engine. Have you got the money? So I said, I'll get the money. So anyway, I said, can you take us to the ground? Because I want to go and see the game. So my friend said, how are we going to get home? I said, we'll have to sort something out with that. Anyway, we get to the ground. The coach arrived and then I saw Bob Wall outside. So I went up to him and I said, excuse me, Mr. Wall. Club yes, secretary, sir, how can people I... don't know. Club secretary, wasn't he? I said, you know, how can I help you? I told him, I said, look, my car's broken down. He said, a garage. It's not drivable until they put a new engine in. 
I have no money enough to get home by train. Is there any way you can help me lend me some money and I'll refund it to the club? He said, meet me here after the game. Wow. <laughs> so we lost that game. I think it was 2-0 to Leicester. I stood outside the players' entrance. He came out. He came straight up to me and my friend. He said, you're coming home on the coach with us. No, really? And Terry, and Terry Neal was the manager. Wow. Um, it was obviously very subdued on the coach. And we weren't offered any food, but we had a, a cold drink of some sort. But I was in dreamland because, number one, I, 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 my car was up the wall. That's one problem. Number two, how am I going to get home? Number three, they're taking me back to, I don't know where it was. It might have been even, even Avenel Road, and I went home by tube. But that was wonderful. Um, and then the next problem was finding the money to get a new engine done. Oh, dear. So I, I had words with my parents, and they, weren't, they didn't want to know. So there was the odd argument over the next two to three days. I can't remember if my grandmother lent me, gave me the money or my brother helped me, but somebody did. So I phoned up the garage in Leicester. Yes, Mr. Lewis, it's all done. Have you got the two or three hundred pound, whatever it was? I've got it. When are you coming to get it? I said, look, if I come up next Saturday morning on an early train, can you meet me at Leicester Station? Yeah, we'll do that. So they did. I got a ticket. The train left on time, got there on time. They took me to the garage. I gave them the money, got in the car, and I got a brand new engine, which is 30 miles an hour all the way home down the M1. Oh, you have to do that years ago, didn't you? To break it in, yeah, years ago. Anyway, yeah. we had a home game. So I drove straight to Highbury. I got a parking space somewhere near the ground at quarter to three, ran up to the <laughs> ground. You wouldn't do that today, quarter three, get a parking space. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. And I managed to get in one minute past three when the game had just kicked off and I stood on the north bank. I got a space, stood on the north bank. And a new engine kept me going until I, I um, traded it in for another car one day. Amazing, amazing. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful memories. You get something done if you need to, if you want to, and if you're determined enough to do so. But that fantastic story with uh, Bob Wall as well. Uh, it is that's why we are the Arsenal. That is absolutely, absolutely, yeah. a lovely, lovely man, and uh, I'll never forget. Obviously, no longer with us. What a, what a lovely thing he did. Fantastic. Well. We've gone over. I'm not surprised we did with you because you've got so much to, you know, you've got so many fantastic stories, and we could go on and on. But I said it would be 60 minutes, so it's gone over by 15, which I don't care. I'd like to do a bit more, but I'll, I'll leave it like that. Kelvin, thank you again. Really thank you. Can it. I just can I just say something? If you can, if you can see that the Arsenal mark, yeah. Yes, this is what I drink out of on a match day or the other Arsenal mug and to all gooners everywhere, whether you're young, middle-aged or pretty old like me, um, I wish you good health. I wish you happiness. I wish you complete and utter success this season and for a long, long time to come, hopefully with Mikhail Arteta at the helm yep. and the Cronkay and the Cronkays backing them. Yeah. I think you know it could be okay. It could be. Okay. I mean, do do 
do, do, do you drink during the game? Drink? Do you drink, do you drink that cut No, do you drink during the game or, or is it after no. the game? You? No, uh, I have that with a cup of tea in the morning, um, four o'clock in the afternoon or, or nine o'clock at night. Right, not, just play, not just on no, that day. Not just on that day. No, if we're playing, um, I might have it half an hour before the game as a pre-match meal with a, a sandwich or something. Right. Uh, such as tonight. I had it tonight with a with something that June made. And I've got another one, which is another version, not quite like that, but this is a more modern one. And it's just my life. And mine. Just one quick story. When I I worked in an office when I was from 16, I was in office, and I had a lot of guys my age who all joined together. A lot of them were Spurs supporters and West Ham supporters. There weren't a lot of Arsenal there. And I was the only one. I was I was fighting my corner for Arsenal, always having arguments with them about football. Though we were friends, there was a lot of banter, heavy banter, I would say, going on. And the, the, we, had, we had a tea lady come around. They had those horrible green cups on a trolley she used to bring. And I thought, I'm fed up with this. I don't like it. It's horrible. So I bought myself an Arsenal mug, similar to what you've got. I said, look, I hope you don't mind. Can you use this for me? She goes, all right, then. Then I got transferred, the same firm, but upstairs. Anyway, she comes in one day. I, I, I was working upstairs. I come, and then she comes in, sees all the boys. And she looks around. She says, where's the Arsenal? He'd gone missing. Where's the Arsenal mug? And they all shouted out, he works upstairs. They call me the Arsenal mug. He works upstairs. Oh, well, why not? Why not? Um, but, Melvin, it's been a pleasure for me. No, but thank you a, again. Well, thank you, but I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling Amanda's going to tell me off for something. So why? why? I don't know, but but this is. I'm just going to show this because if she does want to have a go at me, what is that? I can't see what that is. That's a yellow card. Oh, yellow card. Sorry, there's something written on it. Yeah, that's that's to warn her to be careful what she says to her father. No, I'm sure she'd be fine. I'm sure she'd be fine. No, lovely. It's I don't mind going into extra time, but there's not penalties to come as well, is there? No penalties. No, that's before. No penalties came much longer. They passed 68, nine penalties, so we won't have any penalties. No extra time. We have it. We're actually in extra time. You're right. Thank you again. I'll be <laughs> speaking to you at some stage shortly. Yes. And uh, come when you ask, no way. Let's Absolutely. go. Thank you, Alvin. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for asking me, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. I'm sure a lot of people did as well. All the best. I hope so. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.